0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to our program this afternoon here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 and once again We know negotiating pathways to that successful marriages, inshallah. So do stay tuned, and also remember you can down, uh, you can um, let me say podcast. You can get the podcast or download this audio. Um, That's via Iono FM, and all these uh, podcasts of these spirituality programs, whatever programs it is that you find interesting on the Voice of the Cape. You can go to our website on www.vocfm.co.za, scroll down until you reach IONO FM, and that's where you can get hold of all these various um, programs that's on offer. So inshallah we trust that you'll have a beautiful day today inshallah and always in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, let me without further ado introduce our honourable guest today and that's once again our honourable and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel once again Sheikh. Alaikum.
1: Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullah mughalana
0: and how are you? Alhamdulillah, very good to have Sheikh once again, is looking healthy and faces glowing and shining, alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah, Allah, khaira. <laughs> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah Rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidin Mursanin, wa imam al-Muttaqeen, Sayyidina wa Habibina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rabbish rahli sadari, wa yassir li amri, wa hlul uqadatan min lisan yafqal yafqaw- qawli, Allahumma, my beloved and honorable mothers and fathers, and beloved sisters and brothers, and honorable youth and children, and beloved listeners of the voice of a Cape, I greet you with the universal greetings of love and peace and mercy and good understanding and tolerance. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is once again a great honor and a privilege for me to be with you in your homes, in your kitchens, in your rooms in your motor vehicles or wherever you are in South Africa or outside South Africa. And uh, uh, today I I first want to remind you or or make a a check-up. And what I'm referring to is um, some of us or all of us, we go to the doctor for a check-up. And, uh, you know, we, I just want to remind you also, my beloved listeners, that all of us, we consist of a body and a soul. And each one of us individually, We are responsible to look after our bodies and our souls and if for example if you don't look after your body, you're going to feel weak, you're going to feel miserable and if you're not going to look after your body, ultimately uh, your body is going to die. Likewise if you're not going to look after your soul, you're also going to feel weak, miserable, empty and your soul is going to die. And that is why I want to remind you and me first of all of what Allah says in the Quran "Qada aflaha Indeed, he has passed in other words to the Jannah he who purified his soul it is your duty and my duty to always purify your soul to look after your soul And Allah says in the Quran Allahu Akbar. Indeed, it is with the remembrance of Allah that you will find and achieve tranquillity in your heart, peace, contentment, and happiness. Allahu Akbar. So I just want to check up, uh, as a doctor asks you, uh, when you go for a checkup, Titi, uh, Titi is a pill gefid, die uh, hoogbloedpille, die cholesterolpille, die, die Doctor dokter gaat vraag, as jy nie gevaar het, dat dokter disappointed with maar, ek had Titi gesê, Titi, moet die pillen vat. Daarom is Titi sy syke, of jy so hoog, of blood bloednoos is so hoog, en jy so i also want to remind you just to check up if you if you read the Quran every day i just want to i just want to check up do, do you did you now for the last year or last two years uh, say a 100 times every day la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu yuhi. Just imagine our beloved Nabi Muhammad says, the best that I've I and all the prophets before me, the best that we've said ever, is In other words, the best way that I and all the Nabis remembered Allah is with this dikr. I just want to check up did you for example 50 times or 100 times or even 20 times every day said subhanallah walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wa akbar and, and and it's it's the same that the doctors are saying that my kommet dit hier enige pille gehad dit het ons beter gevoel het as dit het die pille gehad likewise i want to say to you We het nou beter gevoel het ons hulle nou condition gewees het mo kon net toe allah meer gerustigheid, happiness, as ons nou die rikker gemaakt het. I just want to check up, that Nabi Muhammad says, there are two words that is very that, that are very easy and simple to say, very easy on the tongue, en is gaan byie swa weeg in ons favorie dag van kiyama, en Allah is byie lief daarvoor, subhanallah, bi hamdihi, subhanallah al-adhim. Now just imagine, vir die laase 2 jaar, vir die laase 10 jaar, het ons consistent hier, 20 keer gesê, of 50 keer gesê, en my bier 100 keer gesê, Allah wakbar, En, en ek gaan ook vraag weer eens, jy nou know, ons het laatste keer geadvise in die maan van Rabbi el-Awwal, hoe belangrijk is het dat ons elke dag een keer vir die minste salawaat sê op die Nabi Muhammad, die Because die Nabi Ali sê, Man salla min, min kalbihi. In persoon wie, net een salat op Rasulullah, net sê Allahumma salli ala Sait-Nam Muhammad Sinsele, from his raad, and, and once again I want to remind you my dear beloved listeners That is this is the way that we need to put salawat on Rasulullah Ni so by the way ni but out feeling ni You know you, you said it, but say it with your full mind and your full heart Allahumma salli ala Allah said salah and salam O Posa Khalifa Muhammad alayhi Then said Allah 10 salawat from Allah on you That means 10 mercy from Allah And Allah will raise you 10 darajat And Allah will write down for you F as, as if you have done 10 good deeds and Allah will wipe out 10 of your sins. Now, just take it a bit further. As was also said, as you know, 100 then scrive Allah near you as of j a a thousand good dadah Allahu Akbar. And Allah puts a thousand, my dear listeners, please listen. A thousand, if you put a hundred, Allah put a thousand salawat on you every day. Allahu Akbar. A thousand mercy from Allah. And Allah will raise you a thousand darajat. And Allah will wipe out a thousand of your sins. Allahu Akbar. So this is the, the quick check-up, uh, my dear listeners. En Ma Allah vachan, inshallah, dat ons gaan hoor wat die dokter sê, mosepillit of het, en ons gaan ook hoor wat die greatest dokter ooit het, ons geliefste Nabi Muhammad a.s. Dan gaan ons baie beter voel, en ons gaan wees, inshallah, min het dhakirien Allah, kathiran wat dhakirat, uh, the and months for Allah Allah, say, uh, Allah says about them Allah has prepared for, for those people Who always remember Allah in abundance Men and women A complete forgiveness And a great reward Most probably that Allah is referring to to fill those. My dear listeners uh, The topic that we are going to discuss today In uh, negotiating pathways to a successful marriage uh, is what we call in Arabic the joint and collective and cooperative duties and rights between husband and wife. We know that there are uh, certain certain rights for the husband and certain rights for the wife. But there are also joint and collective rights and duties. And for example, the individual rights, uh, um, the, the Nabi Muhammad says it is a right it's a hak of the of the wife that you must you must you must secure her roof and the food and the clothing. and then the Nabi Muhammad says also referring to the right of a husband that if the wife uh, if the husband calls and requests his wife and we know what that means in 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 marriage, then she should respond immediately this is the Nabi Muhammad said to Islam. As the hadith even indicates, even if a woman is busy with the oven, and the man indicates, and Rubfa, you understand? The Nabi Muhammad suggests that you see the of his stove and see to the need of your husband. And then now we come to the uh, joint and collective rights and duties of the husband and wife.
0: Yes, Inshallah, we do apologize for uh, interrupting Sheikh at this time, but we need to go for those ads. But do stay tuned. Definitely you want to stay tuned for something like this. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Welcome once again back to our program. We're on the voice of the Cape 91.3. And uh, yes, uh, Auntie Rihanna once again sending us a message there. And Alhamdulillah very well. And uh, Alhamdulillah in the health. And it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we have good health, it comes from Allah. Um, allow us to continue once again with our program. And uh, inshallah, remember that you can download these programs from IONO
1: FM. Sheikh, inshallah. Shukran Uh, Dear listeners, uh, as we've said before the advertisement break, that um, there are joint responsibilities and duties and rights between husband and wife. And Islam has made it, uh, uh, both both on wife and husband, Islam has made them responsible with the duties. And it is necessary for both of them to stand up and to strive to carry out these duties and responsibilities with excellence i always want to remind you and myself of this important hadith our oh, beloved nabi muhammad says inna Allah yuhibbu idha amila ahadukum amalan an yutkinahu this is a hadith worthwhile to always to remember the nabi muhammad says sallam, indeed allah just love those people when they do something they do it with excellence they do it with professionalism now just imagine how much excellence and professionalism you need For this great task, you as husband and wife, to raise your children. And husband and wife won't be able to make a success of these duties and responsibilities unless they follow the path and the way that Allah and our beloved Nabi Muhammad showed us. Now I want to say to you, my dear listeners, the first one of these joint duties is that joint and mutual understanding of the importance of giving your child or your children the correct and Islamic upbringing. That must be a joint working relationship and understanding. And this is so crucial because many times you find that either the mother or the father alone puts a lot of emphasis on the true Islamic upbringing. For example, if father comes home, uh, the mother shouts uh, to, the, to the daughters, Gad sêt goeie doek op, en daar kan daddy, kan trek vir hy gaan. The while daddy is not at home, maar my is nou nie geworry, hoe my sê si leik nie, hoe sê angat nie, hoe sê buiten kan speel nie, but as daddy come, dan moet, you know, dan moet vandag die doek op sit because daddy gaat no sêt, and daddy, daddy gaan nou skel. Uh, or, or, um, one of the parents, Oh, how many times you find you in Cape Town? The parents differ and sometimes they differ in front of the children and that is very damaging. And for example, a typical example is, how can you not allow your daughter to go to the matric ball? Are you crazy? She's been looking forward to go to the matric ball her whole life. So the mother or the father doesn't care what is happening at the matric ball. The haram that takes place, no, no, al- as long as she the mother or the father satisfies the daughter. Nothing to do with the satisfaction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or the mother or the father says, Akh, lari, but say, man? No, my dear ones. Look look at what our beloved Nabi Muhammad says. And Nabi Muhammad says, kullukum ra'in wa kullukum an Each one of you are like a shepherd. And each one of you are responsible and accountable in front of Allah the day of an Ra'iyati. The man, the husband, he is like the shepherd in his family, and his house. And he will stand responsible in front of Allah. And the woman, in other words the wife, she is also responsible in the house of the husband. And she will stand responsible and accountable in front of Allah. So it's not only the duty of either the mother or the father. It is a joint duty. Oh, uh, it, it is recorded in, uh, from Ibn Habban. that uh, Our beloved Nabi Muhammad said, Allah is going to question each and every parent. Did you look after your child? Of het you can allow om for te laat gaan en verloor My dear ones, without any doubt, if a child is neglected by his parents, in other words, if a child was deprived of a good upbringing, then he grows up like an orphan. In fact, he is worse off like the normal orphan. It hasn't got a mother or a father of both parents. This child lost his parents. But this, the child that was deprived of a proper upbringing, He's been orphaned. He's been orphaned, not with parents, because sometimes the orphan has been been looked after. But this child has been orphaned by the non-existence of a proper Islamic upbringing. And allow me to say to Muslim, what uh, one of my musallis, I took him home after fajr one morning. He's not an imam, he's not a sheikh, he's a, he's a musalli in the masjid. He said to me, sheikh, if a, if a parent has failed to teach his, his, his child or her child the love of deen, then yes, he has failed as a parent. And this words struck me and it's the truth. That is your duty and it's a joint responsibility to teach your child to love Allah. The Nabi Muhammad says, teach your children to love the Quran, teach your children to love the Nabi Muhammad and to love the family of Rasulullah. You must teach your child to love the Quran, to love Allah, to love Rasulullah, to love the deen. What do you expect from a child that didn't get the proper upbringing? So that is why I want to remind you of another important ayah in the Holy Quran. And this is for the general Muslim public. Allah says to us Help and contribute to attain goodness and morality and integrity and kindness and piety in your society, in your community. And do not help and do not contribute to wrongdoings and to animosity. Now, if that is for the general public, what about your own children? My dear ones, Piety and good deeds jointly done by the parents is the best treasure that you can give to your children. The piety and good deeds that you and your wife or you and your husband are doing in your house, it is the best treasure, the best treasure for your children and the best insurance given to them for the future of their lives. The cooperation by parents will have a great impact and influence on your children whilst you as a father and mother are alive and even after your demise, they will still benefit. In, in your present time, in your, the time that you, you live, you will notice that your child has got a love to obey Allah, Allahu Akbar. And he, you know, he, 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 uh, um, he is, it, it makes him so easy to carry out the, the orders and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that was his upbringing. Look at the small child. The child is not, is not even two years old. But he goes into sujood because his mother and his father normally sujood in the house. And for the future of your child, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala confirms it in the Qur'an that because of the goodness of the parents, the children will benefit. The story of Nabi Hidr and Nabi Musa alayhi wa s When Nabi Hiddur uh, questioned uh, Nabi Hidr again and said, why did you help these people? When they came into this place, in this town, the people saw them. Uh, they are on travel. They are tired. They didn't even um, offer them food and, you know, welcome them. And Abu Musa said, why do you help this Abu said, because beneath this wall is a treasure. You know, and we are going to preserve it because the, the, the parents of these orphans were salih, were good and pious people, Allah Akbar. So what we mean? If children have a good upbringing, they will be of, 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 of those people that are mentioned in the hadith of our beloved Nabi Muhammad. ﷺ. And I'm now referring to a beautiful hadith that the Nabi Muhammad says, "Sabatun yuzilluhum Allahu fi There are seven types of people that will stand under the, the shade of Allah's arsh the day of al-qiyamah nie, as die skade wie van die ars van Allah. And then Rabbi Muhammad says, the seven people, Imamun Adil, uh, a just ruler, a er ruler. and a person whose heart is connected to the masajid. Allah, wherever he is, whether he's in Cape Town, Johannesburg, Paris, Mauritius, his he, he heart is connected to the masjid. He just wants to make his salah in the masjid. My dear, my dear mothers and fathers, while we are speaking about it, teach your children to love the masjid. Teach your children to make their salah in the masjid. Believe what the Mu'addin says right around the world. Hayya al salah, hayya al Come to the salah, come to the success. I want to say to the mothers and the grandmothers, send your children to the masjid. And then the Rabbi Muhammad says, Wa rajulani tahaba fi Allah and two people that love one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever they come together, they come together for the love of Allah. And asla they come Makkah, the love of Makkah for come sake for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet Muhammad says, And a young person that grew up in the obedience of Allah, Allah Akbar. Mothers and fathers, this is your main objective. That your child must be one of those people, the seven people they have a young person, a young girl, or a young boy that grew up in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At this point, I want to say because you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, so many things are happening in, in the world, including Cape Town. I, I, I want to share with you, my dear mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers, what I normally say to the young people in Portland's Masjid. I say to them, to the young men, for example, just imagine Your whole life, you haven't haven't had sex as a young person. You've protected your honor and your dignity. And the day you got married, it will be the first time that you're going to sleep with a woman tonight. You can be proud of yourself. Your wife will be proud of you. Your mother and your father, the whole family, the whole community, even the malaika will be proud. And beyond everybody, Allah is the proudster. In this time that we live, you've looked after yourselves. And, and then I say to the young people, now just imagine since the day you got married, you never ever slept with another woman in haram. Allah, you deserve to go to Jannah. My dear mothers and fathers, you know, our children have been born pure. The Nabi Muhammad says, Every child has been born under natural instinct to worship Allah and to obey Allah. But it is it as the is born No, it is your responsibility to keep them and, and guide them, inshallah. And then the Nabi Muhammad said, in the a person that was invited by one, one of the most beautiful women in this world. And not only the most beautiful woman, a woman of high status. And He says to her, "Inni أَخَافُ I fear Allah. I'm not interested in you. I fear the day of Qiyamah. I fear the day when I'm going to stand in front of Allah and Allah is going to judge me. Just imagine I stand in front of Allah and I've slept with a woman. No, I'm not interested in you. I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. My dear listeners, I now for the last three weeks continuously tell, told people that I, I, you know, we live in a time of the indecent proposal or the indecent proposals. In fact, there's a film called the Indecent Proposal. The main actor is Robert Redford. Now, for your information, I haven't seen the film. But I I know the story of the film. The story is that Robert Redford offered this woman a million dollars. He proposed to her. This is the indecent proposal. A million dollars to sister sleep for her with one night for one night. Now, if this woman had to refuse in terms of the world today, her friends in a family would have told her, are you then stupid? How can you refuse a million dollars? But we the believers, our daughters and our mothers and our sisters, their honor and their dignity are more valuable, not than a million dollars or a billion dollars, than all the money in the world. All the money in the world, my dear sisters. Look after your children, look after your daughters, speak to your daughters. Today's time you need to speak openly to them. It is unlike the time of, to my mama geliever it. en my mama nog een jongweesje gewees My mama told her, my mama, die mees in die pad wat gelambe, wat ge-engaged, to kreeg my mama a klap van haar oma. Je praat nie van engagement nie, moet nie vir oog gaan That is my mama's time, the time that we live in now. Your children have been taught, and primary school level, have safe sex, have a condom, the children that they mix with, la hou wa la ila billa. So they need your guidance, and your protection, and your love. And your concern it is your child and you do everything to save your child from the fire of jahannam that is what allah says to you my dear sisters and my dear brothers and mothers and fathers allah says to you i'm going to repeat this ayah and i'm going to say it to the from the deepest part of my heart so that it can go deep into your heart so you can remember it and do everything to 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 attain that objective. Allah says, Oh you believe. Save yourselves and save your families. Save your children from the fire of Jahannam. That is the main issue of the day of Qiyamah. The main issue of the day of Qiyamah is, some people are going to Jannah, and others going to the Jahannam. Make sure that you and your children that is what Allah says to you and if it was impossible Allah would not have given us that advice and that command if it was impossible but because it is highly possible and Allah says to us the judge the judge of the day of qiyamah says to us save yourselves and save your family and your children from the fire of jahannam so it is highly highly possible that you can do it and you will be able to do it inshallah and then And then Allah says that Nabi Muhammad says that that, the the says the person when he sees, the sixth person is a person that has made sadaqah so secretly. Say say sincerely for the sake of Allah. And the last person Rasulullah says, a person that remembered Allah uh, alone, privately, nobody knows. And the tears came out of his eyes. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us to be of those seven people inshallah. My dear listeners, my dear mothers and fathers, it is your joint responsibility. Husband and wife must work together. This is one of the ways that you can have a successful marriage. How, can you, how can't your marriage be successful if husband and wife work together so that the two of them and the children, their main aim is to get close to Allah. The main aim is to carry out the deen of Allah. The main aim is to go to Jannah. How can't your marriage be successful? My dear ones, look at the results and the consequences and the benefits of good upbringing. Allah says in the Quran in Surah "Walla Amanu. And, 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 and allow me once again that me as your brother and my, my dear mothers and fathers, me as your son, allow me to say that this is one of the most closest eyes to my heart if I'm allowed to say that. Allah says, those people who lived with Iman And their progeny In other words, their children, their grandchildren Their great-grandchildren Followed up with the same type of Iman Allah promises Allah says we're going to bring them all together in the Jannah Allah Akbar Do you agree with me now, my dear listeners? And my dear mothers and fathers That that is one of the closest ayats The most special ayats that Allah has revealed to us That Allah has given us and promises. La mi'at. Indeed Allah break. No it Allah so ni. Ya Salam. So if you've lived with Iman. You and your wife. You and your husband. And you make sure your children and your grandchildren. Leave them at Iman. Allah promises to you. You won't be in different places in the Jannah. Allah will bring you together. Abdullah ibn Abbas in Radullah Anu. Or Radul Anu Ma says. That um, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will raise your your dhurriya, your progeny, with you in the Jannah. even if your children are in a lower rank in the Jannah, Allah will bring you all together. They don't feel a happy to Says Allah, that is the meaning and that is the tafsir of this ayah. My dear listeners, once again, look at the benefits of good upbringing. Our beloved Nabi Muhammad says. I give you over first of all in Aslam, inshallah.
0: Yes, inshallah. Um, shukran very much to Sheikh. We have to go for that break uh, right now. We need to go for the break. But when we come back, uh, Sheikh will continue with that hadith.
1: FM <coughs>
0: And uh, today, once again, we're speaking, and we have our honourable guest once again with us. That's uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel's, and uh, telling us about uh, those various uh, hadith that encourage us towards goodness and uh, towards being good parents and uh, valued members of our community, as how we are taught by our bil- as our, we are taught by our dean of Islam. That is, so Sheikh uh, ended off with a hadith just before the break. So we
1: we'll allow Sheikh to continue on that, inshallah. Shadamunna. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, uh, Jamaat Muslimin, my dear listeners, and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, listen to this beautiful hadith. Our oh, beloved Nabi Muhammad says, Adam, mm. in illa min thalath." At the time of death of the children of Nabi Adam, may Allah grant all of us a beautiful ending. Mm. And, my dear listeners. Uh, the du'a uh, the dua is the essence of ibadah. Make dua that Allah must grant you and me a beautiful ending. Okay. That is why we read in the Raatul Haddad Thursday night. Uh, um, uh, 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 Allah must grant us a, 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 a beautiful ending, and and he is in Arabic "husnul khatima." And then we say, "Ya Allah biha, Ya Allahubiha, Ya Allah bi Oh Allah, with it, with that, with a beautiful ending. Ya Allah biha, Ya Allah biha, Ya Allah biha, Allah Ya Rabbi jama'aha talabna, مِنْكَ مَغْفِرَتَا وَحُسْنَ الْخَاتِمَةِ O'sら uh, for Allah, we all together we ask Allah and forgiveness and we seek from you, Ya Allah, husnul الْخَاتِمَةِ So make dua, make dua. You can make the dua in Afrikaans, in English, in Khorsan, any language that Allah must grant you a beautiful ending. We've heard from our, of our Honourable sister that the brother Molona Tawkaran was present. When our sister Munadia said these words, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Beautiful ending. May Allah grant a beautiful place in the Jannah. Allah. In all of us. So the Nabi Muhammad says, When the child of Adam dies, In qata amalu, everything stops. Your good deeds come to an end. Your good deeds, you had your chance. You had the opportunity to good deed to do good deeds Allah says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created death and Allah has created the life to test you who of you are going to be the best in deeds in good deeds now when 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 moat comes it is finish and clear but the Rasulullah says except for three things that will continue Allahu Akbar isn't this important hadith there are three things that are going to continue Sadaqah jariyah. A sadaqah that will continue. A sadaqah that you've given to the masjid or the madrasah or for any goodness. As long as people are going to make as long as people are going to make salah in the masjid as long as people are going, children are going to learn in the madrasa, Allah is going to reward you until the day of Qiyamah. Mm-hmm. So my dear listeners we live in a time that people are stingy. We live in a time that people don't understand the value of sadaqah. And the reality of sadaqah, the reality of sadaqah is, what is mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah, or so many hadith, but I'm giving you this one. The Nabi Muhammad says, your sadaqah that you give, it doesn't decrease your money. It increases your money. salam. And so many ayahs of the Holy Quran. And then the Nabi Muhammad says, the second one that will benefit you, and continue even after death. Ilmun knowledge that you have left behind as long as people benefit of the knowledge, Allah will reward you Allahu Akbar and you know what Muslim, knowledge is only not confined to uh, the knowledge of the deen it can be knowledge, you know I, I'm so I'm so um uh, astounded so, I'm so happy and I feel so proud, many times when I come from a janaza and then one of our people at the masjid says uh, this may leave me a leermeester the other person said to me, Sheikh, this person, I will always make dua for him because he is a suburb, Alhamdulillah, the of Allah, that I can place food on the table of my wife and my children. Oh, no. huh? So so it benefits you. Hmm. Yeah, and then the last one, and this is a point I want to come to. The Nabi Muhammad says, The third one. And that will will continue for you even after death as a a salih, a pious child that you have left behind. And that child make dua for you. Allahu Akbar. My dear mothers and fathers, this is our concentration. This is our main thing that your children must be salih and pious children. Allahu Akbar. Now a, a, a salih child doesn't fall out of the air. I'm repeating myself, a a No, it is hard work from the mother and the father together to make sure that your children are going to be pious children. Just imagine you leave the world and your children don't even make salah. Allah Akbar, how difficult it's going to be for you. How, how, how can you leave this world and your daughters are not wearing a scarf, they're wearing tight clothes. You haven't done enough. And my dear mothers and fathers, it's not too late. And it's good also to take blame from yourself and say, my child said, daddy daddy want to talk to you. Daddy was neglectful in your upbringing. I've learned so many things for the past few years about the importance for me to to give my child proper upbringing and I haven't done that my my child. Alhamdulillah, I've repented to Allah and I've asked Allah, and I also ask you, but my daughter, please man, I want you to to carry out and to, to attire yourself like Allah the way Allah wants and Rasulullah not the way the shaitan wants with tight clothes Yeah, salam you can tell your child my child I, I've been neglected Rasulullah has asked me and commanded me and guided me that I must train you from 7 years old to make your salah 5 times per day and I haven't listened to Rasulullah and you are now 15 or 18 years old my child or 25 years old this is all true, but please let us as a family make sujoo to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing as that's all. Let's from fun. ni, Allahu Akbar, So, once again, your main objective is that you and your children not only go to Jannah but you go to Jannah to fear those. Rasulullah says, when you make dua for the Jannah. Ask Allah for the Jannah to fill those the highest rank in the Jannah. Rasulullah says in another hadith the, the Jannah is a d- hundred, hundred different ranks. Darajat. Hundred. Allahu Akbar. And the distance from one Jannah to the other Jannah is the distance from the earth to the Sama Allahu Akbar. So what must mean? We see there in the Sama? all the, the, the galaxies of stars. The astronomers have found out up till now, according to their knowledge, they they, they, they are. 300 billion galaxies of stars Allahu Akbar can you imagine the distance and the highest rank the highest rank daraja is Jannatul Firdaus so when you ask Allah for the Jannah ask Allah for Jannatul Firdaus for you and for your children for your grandchildren my dear listeners once again imagine a mother and a father working together and supporting one another to to be obedient to Allah Subhanahu for example the nabi muhammad says مَنْ اللَّهُ مْرَأَةً صَالِحَةً Whosoever Whosoever Allah has given a pious wife Then Allah has helped him With half of his deen Let him Fear Allah in the other part of the deen Allah Akbar Imagine If you are a good wife And a salih wife You remind your husband There you goes the adhan my, my husband Go take your do, Go to the masjid My husband Don't look at the haram on the TV You remind him huh? Allah Akbar Allah has helped you with half of your deen, your salih wife, you can rest assured that she will bring up your children in a salih way. Now what if Allah grants a woman a pious husband? Yeah, salam. It goes without saying, my dear listeners, Then Allah has helped her with more than half of a deen. Why do I say this? I'm saying this because most women, all they need to do, all they need or want is for their husbands to love and respect and honor and appreciate them. Because most of the women, their lives go around their husbands and their children. They will do anything for their husbands. Most of the women. And so she says, all she needs is for her husband to lead with example and to guide her and the children to Allah and to the Jannah. Yeah, salam. Can you imagine that our oh, beloved Nabi Muhammad said in a hadith, Allahu Akbar, you know, when you hear this hadith, you actually... Smile of happiness and appreciation. The Nabi Muhammad says, رَحِمَ May Allah have mercy on a man who stands up in the middle of the night to make Salatul Tahajjud. And then he makes his salah, and then he goes to his wife, and he wakes up his wife. salat And she also makes Salatul Tahajjud. فَإِن أَبَتْ and if she uh, don't respond or if she don't wake up, he gently sprinkles water on her face, allah Akbar. Gently. Baie keer maak, ons a joke nou, sê, gooi s'ma van, dat moet te water. No, that is not the language of the Nabi Muhammad, lest We mustn't even make a joke about it. Sprinkle in her face, gently. So that it causes no harm of, of, a mini nie te had, sprink, laat s'y gaan skrik, men slaap, ons skrik, No, no, no. And and, and uh, Sheikh Nuruddin, he says that, um, it, is some, it is possible to, to use something else also. For example, rose water, with a good smell. Or he says, you can take a perfume and 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 and, and just uh, rub your hand uh, gently on the face of your of your wife. Of so as one of our imams in the camp for me, Of in fact, also as travel, as he for us wakker maak, then he his so lichies on his ankles. So lichis. I mean, you can do that with your wife also. Allah Akbar. <laughs> Uh, not a uh, 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 shout at your wife Hey, come on! You're lazy thing! You just want to sleep and sleep and freak and freak! <laughs> this is not the language of, of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad And then the Nabi Muhammad says that that's not the end of the hadith, then the Nabi Muhammad says Wa And may Allah have mercy on the women min al-layli. She stood up in the middle of the night while everybody is sleeping and she made her salatul tahajjud Wa zawjaha and then she wakes up her husband. and then he made his al-Tahajjud Fa in and if he, 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 he struggles to stand up, he don't, he don't want to wake up. she does the same. She gently sprinkles the water in his face, says Abu oh, Lovit Nabi Muhammad. It is recorded. That the, the rawi of the hadith The narrator of the hadith Who is he? The most famous rawi Sayyidina Abu Huraira ala nafsi wa He put that into practice He, he not only narrated the hadith He practiced it and it This was his life Most of the days he was fasting And every night he was standing up A third of the night and then he will wake up his wife and she will stand up, make salat to the the other third of the night and then he will wake up his daughter and his daughter will stand up the other third of the night. Allahu Akbar. ya yeah, And listen to this, my dear listeners. And Abi Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu qal, qal, qal Allah, salam, uh, that the Nabi Muhammad said, إِذَا أَيْقَذَ الرَّجُلُ أَهْلَهُ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَصَلِّيَا رَكَعَتَيْنِ جَمِيعًا كُتِبَا Allah <laughs> الذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهِ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ our oh, beloved Nabi Muhammad says, if a, if a, if the if a husband, if the husband wakes up his family, uh, his wife, in other words, in the middle of the night, and the two of them together make two rakats, they will be they will be considered and be written amongst the those that Allah mentioned in the Quran, Allah kathiran wa those men and women that remembered Allah in abundance. We started with that ayah earlier, and we Allah says those men and women that remember Allah in abundance Allah has prepared for them a complete forgiveness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them a big big reward and that will be Jannah to those My dear listeners I quickly want to end off this beautiful day with once again the guarantee to the Jannah. This is a gift from the Nabi Muhammad and may Allah grant us the attitude of Sayyidina Abu Rairah. Sayyidina Abu Rairah says that when I listen to a hadith of Rasulullah, even if I've listened to it a thousand times I make as if it is the first time I listen to the words of Rasulullah with love and respect and passion. So listen to this hadith. Says Rasulullah. Guarantee for me six and I will guarantee you the Jannah if you've made the promise carry out your promise if you've made the promise to your wife or your children carry it out guarantee for me you're going to speak the truth I will guarantee you the jannah third one Rasulullah says carry out your amana your responsibility your wife is your amana your children is your amana the fourth one Rabbi Muhammad says guarantee for me you're gonna protect your private parts I will guarantee you the Jannah The fifth one, Rasulullah says, guarantee for me, you're going to lower your gaze. In other words, you don't look at haram. My dear listeners, if you are listening to me now and you are still looking at pornography, then thank Allah that you are listening to this reminder that so you can repent to Allah and Allah will accept your repentance and thank Allah that you're still alive. Just imagine Allah took you away, and you were still looking at haram and pornography, that ugly, dirty stuff. And then the last one, Rasulullah says, guarantee for me, you're going to keep your family together. I will guarantee you, Jannah. how do you keep your family together? You keep your family together when you realize that your family members, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your uncles, all your family members, they are human beings just like you. You've got a lot of mistakes and shortcomings, and they also have shortcomings and mistakes, and you will overlook their mistakes. Just To keep the family together, shukran <laughs> <laughs> <Alhamdullahi
0: wabalameen. laughs> <laughs> very much to Sheikh for, for once again joining us today. And I just want to go through those SMSs just very quickly that says, Shukran to VOC for the beautiful program. I look forward to listening Sundays to Sheikh Cable's inspiring words, alhamdulillah. And uh, then also, someone says that, Oh, Sheikh Cable's to make dua for my son that is so hard headed, raising him while well, all that Sheikh is speaking, try to give that to him as well. Um so yeah Bausim is just coming in, coming in now but uh, we will uh, forward it to Sheikh as well inshallah we'll
1: be we to offer that mother's uh, son inshallah Allah must make him of the salihin and Allah must yeah. soften his heart and he must be a good child to his parents and first of all Obedient to Allah and to our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallam, and to all our children in Cape Town and all over the world, inshallah.
0: mean, So shukran very much once again. Ask Allah to grant Sheikh also the best of this world and the best of the Akhirah inshallah, for Sheikh and Sheikh's family. So shukran once again for joining us. Shukran to Auntie Abina Dixon, Muhammad as well as B'tai Ibrahim Muhammad for always standing by and assisting us, alhamdulillah. For myself, Assam Kasim, shukran so much. I hope you have a splendid day, inshallah, with your family. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to